Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Uh, but my girlfriend of three and a half years, her mom is staying by us this weekend. Should I slip it in once and see the reaction? <laughs> yes, please do. Slip it. Sli- oh my gosh, please phrase that better. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're live from the Spark Building. Slippery Alex Strofe back there. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. Since Alex played in the open, we got to set up the context behind that. Because we don't know what he's talking about. Yes, please, 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 please. Matt, do you want to set up the context or should I set up the context for this? I kind of want to hear a Matt Hamilton explanation of what's been going on on today's show. (laughs) Old Matt Hamilton. You're old now. You can kind of run a show a little bit. First of all, we've come to the conclusion I'm not old yet. Uh, Jim is the only old one on the show. That's Alex, the first we come to that conclusion? We, come to. we, ha- we did As discover. Show, that's what we've come to. That, that conclusion. Yeah, if we came to that conclusion, I was clearly not a part of it because I don't remember that occurring. He's old. His memory plays tricks on him. Uh, I, was yeah. just, I was just trying to slip person in, to in the see office. what kind of reaction I get out of Deteriorating it, memory, and I don't know if that's self-induced or not. But <laughs> No. Well, okay, so I guess I'm old, but that's the first thing. And then we got on to Mother's Day. We're taking calls. We're going to shout out your significant other or your mother if you want us to... Usually two separate people. Congratulate them. We don't know if we strove. 844-770-3776. You can chime in and still do that. Yes, and the, the last thing, the part that we got you into this on is we were talking about mothers in law. And do you ever call them mom? Well, Strofe... Now, Strofe wanted to be a part of the conversation. He did. He just wanted to chime in and... Got a little too excited. Got a little too excited, and all of a sudden, his mouth started working before his brain started working. So, his response to, do you ever call your mother-in-law, or in his case, his girlfriend's mother, mom? And his answer was this. Should I slip it in once and see the reaction? Do we have the whole clip? Yeah, the whole oh, that wasn't your reaction. We gotta have uh, the whole. But c- my girlfriend of three and a half years, her mom is staying by us this weekend. Should I slip it in once and see the reaction? <laughs> yes, please do. Slip it. Sli- oh my gosh! Went right over that Jim's head. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. No, I said yes, please. Like that's. I thought that was funny. Oh, so now you're, you're kind of caught up. Uh, Strofe does not think before he speaks, and. Very few people Tell us in our, something we don't know. Uh, listening range uh, call their mother-in-law mom, or mom. try to slip it in. <laughs> try or even try to slip it in for that. Do they even bother anymore? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I am nowhere close to the uh, the son-in-law that Alex Strofe might be. I'll tell you that. I don't even hug my mother-in-law. 844-770-3776 is how you can get into the show. You can chime in with your uh, shout-outs to your, your mom or your you know mother of your children. However you want to do that, we will take your calls on at 844-770-3776. We are all also asking you, 844-770-3776, what's the one word you're going to use to describe Jordan Love after the season. And we've had him. I said fine. You said confusing. Confusing. You went with Alex Struff. What did you go with? 
Inconclusive. Inconclusive. Daryl and Deerfield went with disappointment. Sadler and Madison went with disgrace. So we're kind of all, <laughs> over, the brain, all over the board here. And, again, I the Mac Jones, and I don't think he's going to win as many games, uh, Jordan Lovell, as Mac Jones did as a rookie. I think Mac got 10 wins as a rookie. But I, I could see him accumulating some stats. But I think the big issue with this team is that the 22 touchdowns is a real – I think that's going to be the biggest difference you're going to see that. And I think their overall ability to score touchdowns will go down. That a lot of times, to me, what separates good quarterback play from bad quarterback play is when the ball is in the red zone, can you, the quarterback, put the ball in the red zone with a throw? And I think that's the toughest thing to do, and I think that's the biggest differentiator in football for most quarterbacks. I mean, wasn't that the Packers' problem last year, and we had one of the best to ever do it? Right, and usually he does that. And Jordan Love is more athletic than, than Aaron Rodgers has been the last few years, but he's not Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields where he's going to be able to run the ball into the end zone. Right. I don't care how you get the ball in. I think right. if Jordan Love runs for 500 yards this year, that counts to me. And if he runs for a couple touchdowns, that counts to me. Like Get the ball in the end zone however you want to do it. But – that's really hard to do, and I think that's going to be the last thing to click for him. I could see him move the ball inside the 20s, you know, get that ball down to the, the red zone, and then they could sputter out. Now, it does bring up my question of, if they're getting rid of Mason Crosby, are they serious about winning football games? Because if you're going with a rookie who was inconsistent in college and you're going to kick more field goals than you ever have before, just because of the nature of the beast most likely, right? you might be in a lot of tight games. This kicker... If the Packers are serious about trying to like really go for it and win, like they really think they need to go for it and win the division, they need to sign Mason Crosby. Well, because if they really believe they needed to go for it and win, they would have signed a lot of people, not right. just their kicker. But even now, like if they signed their kicker, well, he could win them a game or two. True. I also look at it like Mason getting up there, let's say his range is what, 50 yards now? Oh, so you think they'd be so far out. Okay. I'm thinking, yeah, you might give Jordan Love another five, ten yards of potential to score a point. Because if Mason, let's just say hypothetically, he can't make one over 50 and the kid has a shot at making a 60-yarder because he's got the leg for it, you'd rather have a shot at it than punting from 45 yards out, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's another way to look at it. I just know that Mason... If they get in the red zone, I guess I'm being optimistic that they could... In the red zone, Mason's not missing. Yeah, well, inside 40 yards. You, right. You got yeah, Mason's not missing that. So, like, yes, I, for your red zone argument, but as far as just moving the ball in general, you you expand your kicking window by 5 or 10 yards with a younger guy who's a little bit stronger. And I, I like Mason as much as the next guy. I love having Mason on the team. But I think it's... You already started to move on. You got a kicker on a rookie contract right now, like... That's just – you don't have to call the rebuild. We can already see the writing on the wall. You're not signing anybody. You're not bringing anybody in to help this kid. You're just trying to develop youngsters by letting them play. You're throwing them to the fire. So if you're going to do that, just do it. You don't, need, you don't need the veteran Mason Crosby to kick field goals when you've got two rookie tight ends who you're throwing to the fire, a rookie wide receiver who you just want to go ahead and start when you could have gone out and gotten – a veteran tight end, a veteran wide receiver, any other presence to help Jordan Love out. I don't think there's any reason that Mason Crosby's like, this guy's going to help Jordan Love. You're right. It's yeah. just the last domino there. Yeah, of he's like, just you the are last just one removing 
Once every, he's gone, there's no doubt that it's a rebuild. Every little thing. Do you think in their heart of hearts, if the Packers were given the choice, and I think if, and I'm asking this question because the team I rooted for last year, they were 0-8 in one-score games. I think they were happy they didn't win many of those one-score games because three wins got them the number one overall pick. If the Which Packers, ended up getting them a number one this year, a later number one this year, a number one next year, a second this year, a player. They, they got a second this year, a second next year, a first this year, a first next year, and they got a second the following year, and they got DJ Moore. Right. Yes, for that one game. But those losses. So if the Packers had a choice between winning, let's say, six games and three games, but the development's the same, I think... You take the three. I think they're telling you they want the three. Right. That's why they don't want Mason Crosby there. 100%. I think if the Packers see get eight one-score games that we lose by this year and we end up with three wins, they're going to look at those eight being potential flip-flops or coin flips. So there's a... Certainly a chance that instead of three and uh, what would it be three and fourteen, they could have been eleven and seven or eleven and six is like the theory, right? Because yep. if you flip that, no, one again, you don't game, usually win them all. So you basically you I split mean, it. You tell that to the Minnesota Vikings last True, year. True, but most of the time, let's say you 12 split it. One score game wins. Right, but if you normally you're going to split it. No, yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. It's like if you have that many close ones, it's promising. So sure. like if you're if you're accepting the idea that you'd rather have draft capital and you want to see if this guy develops, yeah, he developed. He got us in position to have a chance to win. They didn't work out. Now we can add more weapons at high high draft positions, and then hopefully in 2024 you got that you got that team humming on rookie deals. It's in a not so wild world here. If the Green Bay Packers had sat Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love didn't look great, you could be looking at Anthony Richardson right now as your quarterback. If because when they got when Rodgers came in and won all those games, let's say they just went to Jordan Love and let's say Jordan Love went out like meh, they would have had a higher pick plus the Jets pick. They could have easily had Richardson or maybe even C.J. Stroud or even. Not the Bryce Young thing wouldn't work. They want to trade it with the Bears. Next that year, wouldn't have happened. Next year's the draft, Jimmy. We're getting a good quarterback. But it's year. just crazy of a how like sliding doors. Yeah. That if they had sat Jordan or Aaron Rodgers, they would have a higher pick and they would know what Jordan Love is. They'd be ahead. Because Jordan Love has basically oh, had Could you imagine the content we'd have had if Aaron Rodgers was benched? Right? Oh, the the Pat McAfee show that Tuesday would have been lit. They <laughs> now the Packers at that point, despite what Aaron Rodgers said, their actions in the postseason imply that they did not know at that point they were moving off from Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they had Aaron Rodgers play it out. Right. And so you can't go back and retroactively do it, but it's just more of sliding doors. We would have known. We would have known. And you wouldn't have shut him. You would just said, hey, your thumb's hurt. We're not. You're the franchise. We don't want you playing this year with an injured thumb to to risk something going into next year. Right. It's how you'd sell it. Right. And who knows where they'd be at then? Huh? I, I don't, They would have had a higher pick, and they could have – because Jordan maybe Love has had – he says right there, hey, I'm not playing here next year. I'd like to finish the season. Maybe that happens. Starter. But Jordan Love if, – if they had played Jordan Love, you would know what he is. But he has essentially had a COVID year, a gray shirt, and a red shirt. 
A gray shirt. I mean, a gray shirt is something you have sometimes in college. A gray shirt is like you're coming in, your grades aren't there, you're kind of like around the team, but you're not officially on the roster. And then you can red shirt. It's, it's not used very often, but it is something that can be done. So Jordan Love, good or bad, has had three years. The last time Jordan Love took meaningful snaps was what, 2019 season? Against the Chiefs? No, that's not mean. That was, I mean, kind of meaningful. But like, I mean, like Utah State, he means, like yeah, consistently. Like you're the starter, you're the guy. You're going back to Utah State. Like having a full, like I'm slinging it. What about preseason? Would we count that? No. Okay. Like I'm saying, like I'm saying that you're the starter, and this is your team. So I should maybe I won't use meaningful snaps. But the last time he took snaps as the starting quarterback for a team was right. 2019. Okay. And consistently had to be the guy to lead an offense. I'm not saying he can't do it. Yeah. I, I have no idea if he can or can't do it. But it's been a while. A long while. So there could be rust early on. Back to the early point. If the schedule could be hard on him early, and it might take him until after the bye week. It might take him some oh, time. Boy. And I think good and bad, you have to allow Jordan Love least next year. If he starts off good, you have to see how teams reply, you know, kind of respond to it. But if he starts off poorly, you can look at teams. A lot of teams come out of the bye week uh, and, and go on a run. Yeah, they figure something out. You can again look to the south. The Bears went from scoring about 15, 16, 17 points a game. They had the bye week. They changed their offense. They borrowed some stuff from the Eagles, and then they were putting up 30 using Justin Fields when he did well, built his confidence up, and then they took off a little bit. That could happen for Jordan Love this year. If he does struggle, they could make an adjustment in the bye, and it's a long bye that they can make changes on the fly. So there's a lot of stops and starts with Jordan Love's development this year. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Educator Adam Madison chimes in. If you sit Rogers, do you get as much draft capital for him from the Jets? I don't know. That's a good. Maybe you have more people interested because you know earlier on. It, yeah. it really is a sliding door. I I don't know how if it would have been better or worse for the Packers if they had sat Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, but we do know Matt and you said this. The way that season ended last year was worst case scenario for the Green Bay Packers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We're gonna throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Drew and Madison chimes in. The Bears lost six games prior to the bye and lost four games after. That's false, actually. They uh, won their first game after the bye. And my point being, Drew is a positive point for Jordan Love is that they can turn things around if he isn't playing well. Because winning games, I don't think is the most important thing for the Green Bay Packers this year, and it wasn't for the Bears. They were 0-8 one-score games. They beat the Patriots 33-14 to after their loss against the Commanders, but then they put up 20, so 33, 29, 35, 31, and 24 points after the bye, and then um, Justin Fields got hurt, and that was that. So... I will look at it like I will say it like this that this season for the Packers, in my opinion, is about Jordan Love's development. So to my original point, the Packers could come out and start ripping off win or whip, ripping off stats. Who cares about wins this year if Jordan Love looks good? Because Aaron Rodgers went six and ten his first year. I don't think judging this season on wins for Jordan Love is the right thing to do. You don't want it to go the other way. If Jordan Love goes out and looks like Mitch Trubisky and the team wins 11 games, you don't want the Packers to get all wrapped up in it. If he's throwing 18 touchdowns and 13 picks and completing 58% of his passes for 3,000 yards like, and the defense is just top five, 
you 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 can't get all sold on that either. Yeah, you don't want to be fooled by it. Right. So you better hope the Packers are looking at Jordan Love isolated from the wins and losses of this team. Right. Because that's a mistake bad football teams do. That they tie quarterback to wins. If the team is bad and Jordan Love's good, that's your best case scenario. Get a higher draft pick, and now you have more money the following offseason. I mean, look, that's what the Packers kind of did. Not that it was intentional, but Aaron Rodgers, 6-11, and right? His mm-hmm. rookie year? Yep. Or his, his first year starting? Looked good. Liked his numbers. Didn't necessarily have the wins tied to it if the Packers panicked and moved forward and were like, this guy's ain't it. Yep. We didn't get enough wins. Yep. So Jordan <laughs> Madison trying really, really hard to be mad about it, but I'm saying it is a positive for Jordan Love that they could have – he could start How's slow. How's being mad about it? Well, now he's trying to like back up my back up his wrong stats uh, on the talk he, He's line. absolutely correct. You said they won their first game after the bye last they year. Did. They played the Eagles. They lost 25-20. to 20. I have the schedule in front of me. The, they had a bye after wa- – no, Washington was a short week. Not after the bye. It was after the Washington game. So there – we're still right. They put up, the, but it oh, wasn't yeah, about yeah. the Thursday wins. It was about Monday. the points. Yeah, you're right. And oh, this is yeah. about Jordan Love the being Patriots. good. This is the point. It is about Jordan Love being good and giving him an opportunity to care about what he is doing as a passer, not wins and losses. Because the Packers season, wins and losses is irrelevant. Just like with Chicago last year. If you're trying to judge the Packers on wins and losses this year, and Jordan Love on wins and losses this year. That's going to be a problem. You should be trying to judge it him. It could be a problem. Judge him better, and you better hope the team is judging him. And right. I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he could start poorly. And this is my overall point, but people get triggered. My <laughs> overall point is he could look like dog crap the first four games. They go to the bye week, and they have a long break after because they play a, uh, a little bit, I think a Thursday night game, then they have a bye. They have a long window. They could fix things with Jordan Love, and he could come out and light the world on fire offensively like Justin Fields did after that Washington game, which was a quasi-bye because they got 10, ga- 10 days off before they played the Patriots when they put up 33. Right. So point being, Jordan Love could start poorly and then blow up which is a positive thing I'm saying about the Packers. Not everyone can hear that through their green and gold-filled ears. Let's get to Throwing Stones. <laughs> the guys live in glass houses, but that's never stopped them before. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. It's time to throw some stones. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? On Rutledge and Hamilton, brought to you by Metro Kia Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, Friday edition, which means I uh, shipped it in for the week. Just Friday? <laughs> yeah, just, just, just Friday. Um, all right, I want to do this. So we talked a little bit earlier about all the NFL teams releasing these videos for their schedule release. And we talked a little bit about the Titans one. But Mm -hmm. I assume you don't have every answer memorized. So I want to play one of the answers. I want you guys to give me your best guess on who they're referring to. We ready? Yes. Here's team number one. Uh, Boston Bobcats. No. So I've seen this a few times. So Matt, why don't you go ahead and give it a Who's the Boston Bobcats? The Boston Bobcats. That would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Correct. Correct. Well done. Well done. Here's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went over that one. Yeah. That's the Colts, yep. That's the Colts. Chester Cheeto. Chester Cheeto. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also not a team. What? Remember that's the same she also the, the another woman in this video said oh, yeah, saw Jacksonville said team. that's not a team. 
She I, thought it was I, a trick question. I missed that part. <laughs> they later because they play them twice, so they went later on. A different woman is showing the, the picture, their logo, and she goes, "That's not a team." Very nice. Uh, who had the best video of of the uh, schedule release? Who was your favorite video of all of them? Because I think, as I told you guys earlier today, I think I probably watched like twenty nine of them. Because some of them sucked. The Packers wasn't very good. But who's whose was your favorite? I think a lot of them were just meh. Uh, Chicago. I mean, I'm a Bears fan. I love the show, The Chef, on Hulu. It's called The Bear. The Bear. You're right. And tying those two together, uh, I thought was great. I love that a lot. Obviously, tie, you know, called The Bear too. I love all that. So that to me was all great. But I would give it Tennessee. Now again. I'm not counting that one as Tennessee's actual schedule release video because they have like a properly done one. Like it's more recent, so I don't know. That one was hilarious. I think it's very funny. Come on, young guy, give us the your bit, cool the, young the guy. The answer is the Chargers. The Chargers, one they kept with a theme. They did the anime theme last year. They went back with it this year. You don't they, think that's lazy? Well. If they stole, if they kept using the same stuff, it was like it was like anime has different art styles. This is different art. Can I ask a question? And it was super neat because I liked that they trolled other teams in it. Like there was way more intentional trolling. Like the Tennessee Titans didn't know what they had until they went out and started filming, and then realized that this is gold. But and I don't know the answer to this. Is there a tie between the Chargers and anime? Because Tennessee leaned into the fact that they are the bachelorette party capital of the United States, right. and Chicago <laughs> leaned into the show in Chicago, The Bear, which is very famous and very popular right now. So See, they leaned into is, things that were around and related to them. Right. So this is why I, I like Chicago's because it was relevant, and it, they leaned into something close. And Tennessee then did too. Tennessee leaned into the bachelorette party thing, but they didn't have a plan with where they were going with that. They got some weird answers that they didn't expect, and that became the plan. That seems more lazy to me than saying, hey, I am going to animate an entire three-minute video with every team that we're about to play. That was a plan. That took uh, like a uh, whole like steps to get through the process. Do you think Tennessee they had a plan? Tennessee went out on the, out on the drag what and do you mean? started asking people. Do you think the social media team thought they could get gold out of this? The Titans? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine this was not, uh, obviously, the only people they interviewed. They took the worst answers, of course. But I think, right. like, they, like, much like Maddie, our social media queen director here, like, you obviously have hopes. You don't know for sure. But I think they felt like when they went out there, they were going to get something good. Yeah. I like, mean, when we do our Man on the Street stuff, there's fun stuff about Ben Brust. We felt like we were going to get some funny answers about who is Ben Brust, and it was like nobody knew who he was. And like we thought that was going to be the result. So you had like a hypothesis, and right. then it was proven out. I get your point. But my, and I'm not saying the, char the Chargers one is – it was vote number one by USA Today. Like you're not off on it. Right. It just misses me completely. Right. The Fair. music was trash. I don't like anime. I didn't <laughs> like any of it. So I just turned it off. Fair enough. I, I thought it was funny. They had uh, was it Matt Lafleur in the darkness yeah. retreat? Yeah, with a lighter. That, that was pretty good. Or, and yeah, McDaniel's with his vape pen. Yeah, that was good. The I, Jimmy I Garoppolo payout. <laughs> uh, here's Giannis on his Instagram story playing with an NFL draft filter that tells you a team, the round you're drafted, and the pick you go. Here's Giannis's reaction. I want to go to the. Uh, I want to pick the talents. <gasps> Packers logo. Round five. Pick 176 with the caption. I'm taking my talent to Green Bay Packers. If you need a quarterback, I'm available for the next couple of months. 
I got nothing going on. <laughs> so how many times do you think he ran that? Because you can like do those multiple times. Like, right. He's smart enough to know you can't have another team. But he said I wanted to go to the Titans at the beginning. But he's still smart enough to know like the Packers. Like Tennessee, there's no NBA team there. Like my point being, sure he- there is the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess I'm giving him more credit than uh, maybe I am. Is he going to be a Grizzly? No, I'm saying that like. <laughs> but I'm saying like I think he was like, what's the word here? Protective of it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my that's question- what I thought. Like, but here's the thing. He couldn't say Chicago, L.A., or New York. That's my, what I was really getting at. My question for you is if, if Giannis was to play another sport, what sport would he best excel at, Matt Hamilton? Ooh, interesting. And why I is it curling? If Giannis was going to play another sport, I think he would really excel at soccer or football. I think he'd be an absolute dynamo in goal. Like, as a goalie, who's scoring on that guy? And then just put him on, maybe even as a defender, like no crosses are coming in. He's going to out jump everybody. He's just like, a, he's a freak. I think he would translate to soccer in that size somewhere in the goalie or defensive position. I don't disagree with that at all. I'll go with just to be a little different lacrosse. I think he could dominate lacrosse. It's a great, and, and that's a great really ball. fun sport to watch. Uh, I wish there was more on t- I, I, I think that's a really enjoyable sport. You get to run around and run into people. And I have good news for you. Yeah. The WIA, which is the governing high school body in the state, has approved adding uh, boys and girls lacrosse. I'm trying to get my oldest to sign up. There's like a, I guess it'd be more like a community team in yeah. Oregon that they've yeah. kind of kicked around a little bit. By the time she's in high school, they'll have a high school team. My sister had to go to another high school to play lacrosse in high school. Yeah, I just think it's a, I think it's a good athletic, fun sport, good hand-eye coordination, and it's really big out east. And yeah. that's how I got into it is that uh, when I lived in Florida, I had a ton of friends who in high school had played it. I even had a really cool, my dog ended up eating it, which is a bummer. It was a John Hopkins University lacrosse hat. Ah. I really liked it. Last one for you, fellas. Jonathan Owens and Simone Biles have me thinking uh, as a great power couple in sports. Who is the top power couple in sports? I'm looking for two athletes, uh, preferably. But if you have other answers, that's fine. I'm looking for two coupled athletes that are together. Who is the first couple of sports? Matt Hamilton, we'll start with you. Um, I think the answer is, and I can't, this is only because I can't think of anyone more famous, would be Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz, I believe the soccer player. Good ball. Uh, she plays for the women's national soccer team, and he is where Arizona now still. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I would say the Ertz, Ertzes are the first family of sports. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, I would go now. They're not both athletes, I don't believe, but one. I'm a huge fan of Dwayne Wade, so he's married to Gabrielle Union. Now, I think that is a very good first couple of sports. She was an athlete, right? She's an actress, is what she's most known for. Oh. I do. Maybe she. She definitely. Uh, I, I was trying to think where I heard that name. It's an actress. Yeah, she's yeah. an actress. So it's two famous people. Because the other one that pops to mind, and again, she's not an act- actress, but. Verlander and Kate Upton is another. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both those couples are going to have athletic and beautiful children. And the Wade family does have athletic and beautiful children. I don't know if uh, Upton and, and Verlander do. How about Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Woodley? <laughs> wait, wait, Olivia Munn? We're trying to get. We're not getting actors in here, Jim. We're trying to go with two. He said trying to, but yeah. those are the ones that popped in my head. Drew Holiday and Lauren Holiday are married. Lauren Holiday, JJ Watt, player. and I, Ka- Ka- uh, Kalia. Is that how you say? It? I don't know how to say it. And uh, that's why I, I don't want to screw it up because yes. Um, well, well, I just gave you three options. One yeah. of them's right. Right. 
Uh, yeah, no, I think that, that that's a that's a good poll as well. They just bought into that soccer team overseas. All right, uh, good job, Matt. Which one was it? Weeds. No. Um, is it Burnley? Yes. Oh, Jimmy, one win for you this week. Must be tough. Well, I swept last last week, so no. Yeah, I'm a I slept holder. while you swept. Well, you're a loser. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented <laughs> by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. The Commanders have been sold, Matt Hamilton. Do you care at all about uh, the Commanders being sold? Yes, I'm glad Dan Schneider's out of there. And same. And I'm glad uh, you're the same way. Snyder, not Schneider. Snyder. Whatever. Yes. FedEx guy, right? I have no idea what I he I think he made his money for. off FedEx. Uh, he's Alex Strofe, Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you live from the Spark Building. Uh, we are presented by Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. The cool part about this is some guy named Josh Harris is buying, some investment guy. Nobody cares. Magic Johnson is part of this group. So I think that's pretty cool. So Magic's going to have his fingers in the commanders. Absolutely. Interesting. And, yeah, and, and he's a, obviously, if you haven't followed along, a brilliant businessman. Right. Again, we talked about it a couple days ago with Arnold Palmer. Uh, you only make so much. If, uh, as you know, purses, especially back from like the 80s and earlier from Palmer, and Magic doesn't have that, that iced tea money. So uh, <laughs> he had to take his NBA money and, and really turn it into, and he's developed a lot of different areas, and he's really turned into a great businessman. And it's really cool to see, though. I mean, because yeah. who cares about like just a rich guy? Agreed. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not interesting. Like Snoop Dogg buying a hockey team. That's interesting. So why not? I'll throw this out there. The Green Bay Packers clearly will never be sold. And we're all, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if they were, somehow in some mythical world, 844-770-3776, what celebrity would you want to buy the Green Bay Packers? Ooh. It's Friday. Our jobs are almost done. We got yeah. nothing to do. Let's just throw some stuff against the wall. If the Green Bay Packers were. Somehow up for sale. What celebrity would you want to buy them? 844-770-3776. What do you got, Matt? Lil Wayne? Yeah, that was that was one of my thoughts. Um, trying to think of a, a person. Which celebrity I think would like really be into the management of the team? Who's going to really take him to the next level? Drew Madison chimed in with Lil Wayne. Uh, and then we have... Um, hmm. Oh, actually, back to the celebrity couples on uh, Daryl and Deerfield chime with Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf. That is a really good one. Yeah, but uh, Lil Wayne. It doesn't have to be tied to the the Packers. It could just be someone famous you think is super cool, or someone with right. a lot of money that would just have a, not a care in the world. I mean, not that Jeff Bezos is famous, but like Bezos got that Amazon money. You're never gonna have to sweat money there if you are the, the Packers fan, right? So you could go with just someone super rich. Interesting. Yeah, no, this is this is good. I'm not sure who I would want. Maybe maybe Christian Bale. He just really dedicates himself to, to his <laughs> roles and I feel like what if he jumped hell? into Well, he's like a method actor, right? He like really dives into the role. I think if he dove into role as Packers owner, you would see him just get like all into it. And I think he'd give you like A plus work. All right. 
Uh, I mean, Stuff? I was just trying to think of something a little out of the box because, yeah, the Lil Wayne one, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Just so here's a, a list of famous people from Wisconsin. A lot of them are dead. But uh, William Defoe, Mark Ruffalo. But then you have Liberace, dead. Gene Wilder, I believe, dead. Chris Farley, dead. Uh, Les Paul, dead. Yes. Uh, what other ones could we have on here? Bob Eucher. I mean, he, Harrison Ford went to school in Wisconsin. He went to Ripon. Okay, he's not on this list of people from Wisconsin. Oh, he's not. He's not from Wisconsin. He just went to school in Wisconsin. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Robin Madison, who do you in this imaginary world would want to uh, own the Green Bay Packers? Hey guys, how was your Friday? Fantastic. I think Mike Tyson would be awesome. There you go. That's a good one. (laughs) Mike Tyson, that would be a good one. I like that one, Rob. All right. Uh, 844-770-3776. Uh, L chimes uh, in with a uh, butt-kissing Matt Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I could own the backers. Could you, though? Yeah. Got the bankroll for it? No. No. I do. I'll just sell the Saturn. I think I, brought this, I think I brought this one up here before. Oprah? She actually has the money. Yeah. I wouldn't want Oprah. Why not? Isn't she from Chicago? You'd She's a Bears a, fan, isn't would she? Would you like go to a She's game? She's from and Wisconsin. Like, Everyone, she, look under your seats. Oprah's, you get a cheesehead. You get a cheesehead. You get a cheesehead. Oprah's from Wisconsin. Yes. Now she did her show, obviously out of Chicago, but she was raised in Milwaukee. She went to Lincoln High School and Nicolet High School. Oh. She finished high school in Nashville. Huh. Now yeah. her show was. I mean, where do her fan allegiance or where does her fan allegiance lie? Well, I would imagine if she bought the team. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <this> oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I would say that, and look, I think her mom had a house here. They they bought a house for her mom, and they spent a lot of time here. So she spent a lot of time in Wisconsin. Yes, the show was out of Chicago, but like, look, Chicago, especially back in the day, Chicago, New York, L.A. are like the hubs. If you want to broadcast a TV show, you kind of have to right. be in one, <laughs> one of those places there. Uh, Sadler and Madison chimes in with Shaq. <laughs> That'd be a weird one. Adam, Def- Adam in the forest for the win. Brett Favre, just don't ask where the money came from. So that's state of Mississippi, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, you know, so there's um, there's some good ones out there. I mean, I'm trying to think of fame. Ruffalo, I don't know if that Hulk money gets him that. He's a beloved actor, though. Yeah. Try- any other famous? Where's- I think. <laughs> Didn't we, we? Was it Ryan Reynolds we're pretending is a Packers fan? He is a Packers fan. Okay, so... Harry he, Styles from One Direction there also. There you go. Do you th- how many of these guys think will be Packer fans five years from now? If they're not good. All, All of the above. Once a Packer, you're always a Packer. Like Lil Wayne said. Yeah. Lil Wayne, yes. Because he's a very prominently... A Packer fan. A Packer Let's fan. go! Uh, the other ones, I don't know. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill to buy the Packers. It's Jamie and Middleton. Are they Packers fans? Maybe. Why do they have to be Packers fans to buy the team? Because I don't want them coming in and purposely sabotaging us. Oh, they would sabotage their, their multi-billion-dollar investment. Yeah. No. What you if they're would... Bears fans? What? Then they wouldn't buy the team. They'd, that secu- really they'd them. secure the team just to make sure they're always irrelevant. <laughs> they'd make bad moves on purpose. Really? Yeah. They'd want to. Hem- hey, if wanna... I had the money, I'd buy the Bears and do the same thing. Why? Because I'm petty. They... But that's exactly why you'll never have the money if we get meta on it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if that's how you I don't think that, to I don't, use your I, money. I don't think that's why I know I'll never have the money. I don't think <laughs> I that's think it's why. Part that of it. Mindset, it definitely is part of it. <laughs> that mindset is definitely part of it.
Danica I'm Patrick. I'm going to blow billions of dollars to watch my least favorite team lose. <laughs> be awesome. Well, as a Bears fan, I would like this one. Uh, Six away chimes in with Elon Musk. No, no, no. Don't be start. He can yeah, ruin no, it. No, 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 no. He ruined it like he did Twitter. Um, no, no, no. Don't be start. I heard Packer players could pay for the G on their helmet there if they wanted it. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Under the Elon Musk regime. Hey, they're uh, benefiting from that G, so they must pay for it. Yeah, exactly. All the play- Here's a new change here. Just like Twitter, all the players will have to pay, and there'll be no advertisers. So it'll be wild for the Packers. They can see how to, to run a team without any sponsors. Uh, 608 chimes in with Anthony Davis is a big fan. Oh. Okay. Cool. Got to be honest, didn't know that. The brow. Big, big game tonight for AD if he plays. I think he's playing. Also, it's too big of a game. Can Wouldn't we they could be back to Golden State too if they lose it? Like they yeah. lose the home court advantage. Yeah, they they need to win this one. Can we acknowledge? And I hope that NBA leans on player safety. But I heard Tausch getting all up in arms about uh, you know Davis having maybe a concussion and playing in this game, and then NFL. We all are fully aware that the head trauma in these two sports are. Different. Wildly different. Like, not in the same ballpark different. And I'm not saying you should be willy-nilly with Anthony Davis's health. But if you are trying to present these as both apples, you're being purposely disingenuous. Yeah. Because one is an apple, and the other is a piece of corn. <laughs> like, they are not the same thing. Stephen A. Rutledge. <laughs> Am I wrong? Stephen A. Rutledge. No, you do what Stephen A does. How? What am I? What does Stephen A do? I don't watch Stephen A. I don't know what does he do that I'm doing. It's like announce. He, an he got he got in the weeds for that yesterday. About what? Exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> but I'm saying you need to make sure Anthony Davis's health is first and foremost. But the health standard to play in an NBA game is probably different than an NFL game because your risk of head injury. Is lower in the NBA because the big problem in the NFL is repeated head injury. That is the other problem. Repeated head trauma. The smashing over and over and over again. Worried that uh, Anthony Davis might hit his head on the rim? So, shame on the Lakers if they're not taking it seriously. But shame on you if you're purposely being disingenuous to try to prove some point about the NBA either being too hard or the NBA being too soft. Yeah. Because that's what I think most people are trying to do. Uh, totally. I'm going to trust the Lakers until I'm proven otherwise, and the NBA, that they are taking Anthony Davis's health seriously. So if they are, then we should not try to conflate the NBA and the NFL. Because if you're doing that, I feel like you got an agenda. I think that would be galactically stupid. <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that the NBA and the Lakers have Anthony Davis's best interest in mind. It's probably and so if they put something. him out there... He's ready to go. He's ready to go. And if you're trying to conflate the two, eh, you're probably just a hypocrite. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Think about it. There must be a higher love down in the heart or hidden. Matt, who's your favorite comedian of all time? Without it. Life is a time. Favorite comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. Farley? Uh, Why are you saying it with a question? I don't know. He's up there. No, you know, it's probably Mitch Hedberg. I guess that's good because he's a stand up comedian. Yes. Now, Mitch Hedberg is, I like, he's good. Yes. He is very unique. 
Because it is, I don't know how to describe it, but it's non-traditional punchlines. It's the easiest way to do it. Almost like situational. But it's it's not even, yes, it's situational, but it's almost like turning a phrase or examining yeah, different uh, things. It's I don't have an example of a joke of him, but uh, that I it, do. But I don't know if I can say all of them. <laughs> uh, Strofe. Oh, that's really tough. I have a lot. Oh. I'll go probably Norm Macdonald. Probably my favorite of all time. That's a good one. Love that dry humor. He was really good on Saturday Night Live uh, well, as the sure SNL was. guy. Sure was. A lot of his stuff probably not uh, not super appropriate anymore, but no. still very funny. Did you, did you have a joke yeah, you were going to do? Yeah, uh, the escalator breaking down is the most convenient thing to break down. <laughs> Sorry for the convenience. It's now stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got this one here. I've got two straws in here in case one breaks down. <laughs> like And so, like, it's just weird humor. I asked the question. Oh, and Six Away chimes in with Robin Williams. Uh, oh, yeah. Robin's pretty great. Yep. I will go... And I, I don't know if he's my favorite, but I want I asked the question because today is George Carlin's birthday. Are we going to talk about the seven things you can't say on the radio? Well, that... <laughs> That's George Carlin, right? Yes. And <laughs> he was arrested at Summerfest in 1972 for performing that act. That bit? Yes. <laughs> well, really? I mean... FCC yes, that's got involved. Yeah, well, no, I mean I, Milwaukee. There's a lot of people that don't like. like Milwaukee was even less fun, uh, maybe than it is at times now. So people there were not having fun, and they were getting all worked up about he performed. He got arrested for profanity. After, could you imagine? What a horrible time to be alive! You get arrested for uh, performing profanity because he said the seven words you can't say on TV or radio at Summerfest, not on broadcast TV. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but George Carlin is truly one. Of, I think one of the all-time greats. Dave Chappelle, I've seen him in, in concert about four times. Okay, uh, or perform stand-up, however you want to do it, however you want to phrase it. I saw him at UW Green Bay, I believe. It was either Green Bay or Oshkosh. They're all kind of the same. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's one of those. Uh, when Buy I was an Applebee's, right? <laughs> when I was in, <laughs> when I was at UW Lacrosse, he was performing at one of the other UWs, and I went there and saw him. Saw sure. him at Summerfest. Cool. And I saw him uh, down in Florida, and then I, I saw him one other place. So he's great. Huge fan of Chappelle. Never saw George Carlin, but uh, Tony Segura chimes in. Ryan and Madison chimes in with Tony uh, Segura. Bill Ingvald. Is he looking for Tom Segura? I, I did not say Tom Segura. You said Tony. Sorry, Tom Segura. Uh, I don't know who that is. And then you have. Oh, come on, Jimmy. Familiarize yourself. One of my favorites, Tom Segura. Him and Burt Kreischer do a great podcast together. Burt Kreischer's a good stand up follow, too. He's got a new movie coming out. Memorial Day weekend, the machine, based yeah. on his most famous bit. That bit is very funny. Uh, John Mulvaney, Mulvaney, also great. New special out yeah, for him. Baby J on Netflix. Just watched I mean, it last week. Nick very Offerman. good. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. I've seen great him. Line. That's your guy, isn't he? Yeah, well, my guy. Yeah. Just say yes. We both have a mustache. Yes. Nick Offerman is. I've seen him live. But he voiced over the documentary about you, didn't he? He did. He voiced a documentary that I was in. That's awesome. No, no, no. Don't be start. Because <laughs> I think I've listened to three of his books on tape. And when he performs, he performed in Madison. Uh, I can't remember. Exa- I think it was the Orpheum. But he performs. He sings Little Sebastian. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, he's, <laughs> he's a musician. He can play. Right, yeah. He's got a great book on, like, woodworking. Right. And so, but he's got a great, I mean, he's a great, uh, he has a great ability to speak. And so, like, listening to his books on tape are fantastic. So, 844 770 3776, who is your favorite uh, comedian? 
Uh, any other uh, ones coming out there? Any top comedian? I'd throw Bo Burnham in there. One of my favorites. Yeah, I like Bo Burnham. Uh, who's that? What does he do? He's the one that did that uh, pandering, right? Yeah, that was his, that was his COVID special. The, oh, no. the inside one. Yeah, there was a COVID special, but before that, he came out with this co- song. Oh, called the country, the country song, gotcha. country music. Who is the one that has a movie coming out? You said uh, Burt Kreischer. Oh, this was another one, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, Maniscalco. Uh, about my father, and he's done some good stuff. It's probably more humor for like. He does a lot of stuff about being married and kids right. and things like that. But uh, he has a movie also coming out. We've seen that Robert De Niro, who we talked about earlier. With How old is he with this kid? 79 years old. So now, see, we're in my wheelhouse now. We talk so much about movies. We talk comedians. I could do it all day. Sebastian Maniscalco, very good. Yeah, he is, uh, he is definitely very funny. So 844-770-3776. You can chime in with your uh, favorite comedian. Sadly, apparently a big fan of the... Uh, the redneck comedy tour because he oh. says Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, that's the. Uh, well, it's not redneck. Uh, isn't it the redneck comedy tour? I think it may have been. I think you might be right about was that. Was it? Well, just, isn't it Jeff Foxworthy? Might be redneck. Yeah. Uh, blue collar comedy tour. Same difference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It was called the blue collar comedy tour. So you know. <laughs> you might be a redneck if you knew it was called the blue collar comedy tour. This is Relative <laughs> Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Have a great weekend.